Welcome to Just the Tip America with your host, Dr. Bill. We invite you to join an open discussion about what Just the Tip really means. There is so much going on in today's world. It is simply overwhelming. We provide a sanctuary to take a breath, catch up, and clear your mind. And we are back. Hi, guys. It's Dr. Bill with Just the Tip. And today we're going to talk a little bit about respect. And we're going to talk about what that means to all of us at a whole bunch of different levels. I've got my team here. I got my production team, Jose, uh, working the electronics. Uh, Shelby normally is production staff. She's out traveling with us right now and is joining us. Thank you for, I know in your, where you are right now, it's probably 2.54 a.m. on a uh, Thursday. So thanks for coming home early and uh, joining us. We've got Cody uh, roaming the studios to make sure that we are secure as head of our uh, security department. And we are rolling. So we wanna talk about respect and respect i'm not gonna i'm gonna bring in jose i'm gonna bring in shelby and i'm gonna talk about the respect we hear on the streets about uh you don't show me enough respect so i'm gonna cap your ass bitch what do you think of that that's <laughs> i was a jewish gang member when i was a kid not bad huh so that's the not stuff bad. that we, i believed it you believe yeah okay back <laughs> off okay uh where's my glock nine how does that work okay am i pointing it in the right direction so the, here's the deal. We're not talking about the shit that we hear on the streets or the stuff that is uh, romanticized on certain movies about being in jail and being in uh, gangs. We're talking about just normal civilians trying to get along. And when we talk about respect, it's an aspect of mental health and we need that we need to respect ourselves we need to respect other people but we also have to mesh that in into our innate desire our innate desire to control so control is something that we all deal with a lot of times it's good and necessary sometimes it isn't so let's talk about the good aspects of control. Uh, we're all parents. Shelby, tell me yeah. what all that means and how do you control your kids and why you can controlling them and what is it your right as a parent to do so? Well, I mean, when you talk about control, are you referring to everything or just the ability to keep them in line with society so that they're not out hurting people or hurting themselves? Well, I think the, the, the most important thing, and, and Jose chime in, I, I think that what we need to do is one, not let them hurt themselves, and two, not let them hurt others. And I think that's the yeah. basic aspect of what we do as parents. Does that make sense, Jose? No, no, yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, at some point, everybody needs some control in their lives. And so, and on your own, you know, your own controlling yourself or by others. Okay, controlling our emotions, controlling our thoughts, and we've done we've oh. done other just the tip 
things about um, thinking before we act and respond. And that's a way of controlling ourselves. And, and that's a uh, emotional intelligence that aspect of what we do every day, which is very important. But as a parent, when do you most commonly, Shelby, when do you assert that control? Well, I mean, my kids are grown now, you know, um, I have an adult child and then my, my youngest is turning 18. You know, I, I, I've, I've always tried to allow my children to, you know, or at least educate them and lead them to make good decisions for themselves. And I've learned that, yes, controlling situations might be something that, um, you know, I would do as a parent, but if my kid's out of control, um, then that's a whole different level. So just, just basing my, my parenting, I guess, off of, you know, my experiences, um, you know, you give your kids ultimatums. Um, you, you have to be in charge. You know, your, your kids need to know who the parents are, who the adults are, and who the, who the authority is. And I see some of that lacking in today's parenting. Uh, I've seen, you know, lots of people with their teenagers now, and we all went through teenage years life, you know, I mean, it's, it's different, but if you don't gain control as far as who you are to your children and not let them control you, that's, that's the biggest challenge I think people might be having right now. Well, I see a lot of stuff certainly now uh, in, in the medical world about uh, four, five, six-year-olds uh, choosing transgender lifestyle mm. or more simply put, choosing candy or going to sleep or as they yeah. get older, uh, choosing to uh, play, do some drugs, drink and not study. Um, there's a whole spectrum there. And are we as a society giving in an effort to respect one another are we giving these kids too much respect and t uh, giving up too much control and what they're allowed to do? Jose, you've got some younger babies. How does that play? Or is this too young for, are they too young to even address this stuff? I mean, we try to, but I mean, <laughs> kids, they just know what they want and they don't stop until they get it. Um, but I mean, we've tried, you know, having some control over them with like timeouts or um, being grounded of, you know, I don't know, a toy. Taking away something. Yeah, yeah or TV time or stuff like that. Um, and sometimes works and sometimes it doesn't work. But I mean, I guess it's a learning curve, you know. So as both of you as parents, uh, my, my son is 25, our son is uh, 25, so there's really no, no more control, certainly no more directing traffic. I always, probably about a year and a half, two years ago, maybe too late, I considered myself a passive, interested in observer in his particular journey. But before you even get to that point, we still need to assert some control, right? Not only from safety point of view, but for someone who can acclimate and work in and fit in to society. Is, is that a fair statement? Yeah. And I so when, when do you change that? When, when do you start giving up 
control and let the, letting uh, kids make their own errors or what we perceive as mistakes? I'll, I um, No, I would say never. <laughs> you know, little kids have to be, in my opinion, this is all my opinion and the way I parent, they have to know who the boss is. There has to be a leader. And some parents, like I'm a single mom, you know, I didn't have, they didn't have their dad in their life for very long. I know for my youngest, not long at all. So I had to play double duty, you know, mom and dad. I had to be the authority. Um, and, and it's sometimes it works out, but, you know, children grow up into adolescence and, you know, things change. I remember when my oldest was uh, in his sophomore year, and we just couldn't get along. You know, we just didn't get along. And it was time for me to, you know, uh, um, accept help. So there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I do believe that it, you know, when, when kids are you know, defiant or they're going through their teenage years and, and they're going to rebel, you know, if you trust someone enough to help you with that situation, then I say, don't, don't, don't take it as a negative. That's, that's great because it does take a village to raise a child, I think. So that's that's different than what I know your political beliefs to be. So I think that you're talking specifically about raising children. And, and so My I haven't, kids, yeah. yeah. It, your kids. So I haven't heard that from you specifically, knowing uh, what your other passions are politically. But as a single parent, Jose, mm -hmm. you, you are fortunate enough to have a partner with this. You and your wife are raising two children how, how do you guys divvy that up and how do you decide what to what to communicate to the kids uh, when you and your wife may have different positions on on the same issue? Um, we actually have talked about it and when there's going to be a decision that it's going to take both of our, I guess, decision taking. Um, Regardless if, if if it benefits either me or her, uh, we try to, you know, benefit the kid. I mean, regardless of what the decision is going to be. But, I mean, we know that there's going to be some conflicts and we're going to have to meet each other halfway, I guess. Um, but, I don't know. You know, women... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no offense. He, he's, but... he's teeing up for a, an old joke. Come Go on, ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> they could say something today and change their minds tomorrow. I mean, it, literally oh, like that. Jose. And this is interesting because when this is the first time that Shelby has uh, been off site in, in, in a production. So you've never said that before. Now that Shelby's not in the studio here in a different time zone, you got some hey, balls well, on you. Hey, I, I feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel safe. Because Cody's here. So as our kids, so it's fair to say that there's certainly, there, there's certain dogma out there. Uh, you know, don't put your hand in the fire. Don't uh, run in front of a car. Those are things that we are controlling. And it doesn't mean we don't respect them. We are, we're, we respect them enough to love them and want them to be around forever. And so... Those are things that we have to do. What happens when kids are older? You talked about uh, high school and and mm -hmm. uh, going to college, uh, and and there is some shifting where you can control. I know it was with our son. Do your homework, 
and uh, you assumed that it was going to be done incorrectly. And so when you assumed it was going to be done and we found out that it wasn't being done, well, I said you needed to do it. Why didn't you? Well, yeah. he didn't buy our act, right? And when someone is caught in a situation and they say they're sorry, they're not sorry they did it, right? They're sorry they got caught. And we see that behavior over and over in, again in ourselves sometimes, uh, in people in the media, uh, college students, kids, I'm sorry I did it. And uh, I had a great time. I'm sorry I got caught. And so that's what we have to understand. We need to come to some sort of balance, certainly with school, college kids that are still uh, under our uh, insurance policies at home and pay the rent, that there's going to be a transition where they need to step out on their own and they need to feel good about themselves, make their own mistakes, learn from their own mistakes. But it's tough for parents and kids. What about what about colleagues and people that you work with? Um, oh. I know that you you wearing several hats right now, Shelby, and you, Jose, in an industry that's very dogmatic with timelines and public relations issues and marketing issues and guidelines and constraints on what can be aired, uh, doing what you do a great job at uh, during the day, there's, there's got to be a lot of conflict and there's got to be a lot of different ways of achieving the same goal. How do you guys deal with that? Shelby. Well, um, well I mean, you, you talked about colleagues and it's funny you're saying this because we have a, uh, you know, one of the gals in our, in our group and she's got, I think it's a 16 year old girl. This girl runs her life. You know, if her, if her daughter says it's time to go, she goes, I mean, it's really odd. And you know, her mom isn't like a teenage mom. She's a woman. She's an adult. She's got to be in her mid thirties. And we just, uh, you know, some of us just ask like, oh, so your daughter's on the phone, you have to leave. You know, we're just, we can't understand that concept because, you know, like I said, our kids are mostly grown and, you know, and, and, and we see this young uh, teenager who definitely is what I consider abusive to her mom, you know. Um, she yells at her and treats her very weird. Uh, nothing that I don't think any anybody that I know really would tolerate. Uh, what, what you so, know, that's a different road than I was thinking you were going to go to, but what, what, uh, pushes that behavior? Is that a, uh, uh, an entitlement issue on the teenager? What, what, what you are know, we dealing with? I, I, we can go down that alley. Um, I think she's very confused. I think a lot of the adolescents in today's society are confused. We have a, a population of people, even in our education system, that are putting their own bias into their, you know, teaching strategies. And these kids, I think, in my opinion, are very, very confused so about a lot of things. All right. And so confused in what position they have in their lives in, and in the roles in, of in others in society. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it's got to be a very confusing time. It's, it's a lot tougher now. It's a lot tougher to navigate than it was certainly when I was a teenager. In fact, um, mm -hmm. someone, uh, I have someone at work who talked about being a scribe, someone who follows me around as a physician with a laptop and, and writing and said, when you were uh, in medical student, um, did you, were you ever a scribe? And I looked at her and I said, there weren't computers around <laughs> when I was a medical student. Um, right. Yeah, she, uh, she lost it for a moment. What? Yeah, so she immediately called for you know a team to help me with my cardiac arrest. She didn't know what I was going through. <laughs> there weren't computers around when I was, a, or certainly not right. laptops when I was a medical student. So Jose, what happens in your world? I mean, there, there are people that, I mean, there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of expensive equipment. There's a lot of deadlines that you, you need to make, and you got, and you're in a situation where everyone's got to be running at a hundred percent. And when there's a difference, how how do you make how do you respect your colleagues and still get a game plan that is true to your own thoughts and true to your own professionalism and expertise? Um, I run to this pretty often at work. Uh, not here though, because I have no clue what you do. Yeah, not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's times that we have a time frame to get something done. And since, you know, I'm there and throughout the day. I know how things move around, how things need to get done. But my boss, I'm not saying he doesn't know, but uh -oh. I'm more involved than him. So I could say that, not that I know more than him, but maybe I know other things that he doesn't know. So sometimes there's, there's, there's times that he asked me to do something and I advise not to or do it in a different way because, you know, I don't want to say I know better, but you just have a different, I have a different perspective, I guess. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how many Jose's there are in California. Either you've got mucho grande huevos or <laughs> you believe that every other guy in California is named Jose and your boss will never find out who's talking right now. You're not. <laughs> you're. You better muffle your voice. You're not. In, you're not on video. I think you're good. So it's it's tough to find where. And so what happens? I mean, what what happens? Because the boss, unless he is the owner, uh, which often is the case, but most bosses have another boss to deal with. And even if they're owner, they have the bank or investors or other people that are counting on them to be successful. So every you know everyone really is under everyone else's thumb. So I don't know if there is someone that is on top of the on top of the food chain that can do and say what they want to do. Very few handful of people. Well, with me, no. I mean, the top is just my boss and then I guess me. Okay. Um, Player, okay. So <laughs> sometimes I do get a say on stuff and yeah, he respects my perspective and he goes the way that I, I advise. But, you know, other times that, you know, he just wants to see the way that he wants. So I end up doing it. And most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, 
uh, you know, ends up being, you know, you longer right. or or it doesn't work Skip. out. And um, I mean, you just have to, you know, do it as you're told. And I mean, you can't say nothing about it. I mean, well, let's unless you're the boss, but you know, yeah. since I'm not the boss, so let's let's take something. Let's let's twist the nipples here a little bit and let's talk about relationships. How do you deal with relationships, um, close friends, romantic relationships, uh, social partners, whatever we want to call them, when there is a difference? I told you not to do this. And when you are caught doing this, you're in trouble. And I've always looked at that as just because someone has told me what to do doesn't mean I'm going to respectfully listen, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I agree. And so how do you deal with that? And, and I'm not talking about crazy stuff. I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, going to this place for dinner or stopping off for a couple drinks or wearing that sport coat over this sport coat or uh, getting up early in the morning versus sleeping in on a weekend. I told you not to do that. How come you're still doing it? Well, that to me is, is a really interesting psychology because it implies that there are people out there who've determined what is correct for everyone. And there's a guideline that is correct for everyone. Uh, and when I look at that, I, I, uh, as, as we've talked about, I've got a martial arts background and I had a, an Eskrima professor, um, Filipino stick fighting, someone who I trained with for a long time and used to say there are several ways of cooking a chicken. And what he was saying is you can get to the same event. You can still get involved in an altercation or you can subdue the situation or control the situation uh using a variety of different techniques so just because we are told you need to do something and you one can be respectful right and listen and not necessarily argue okay but i don't agree and i'm not going to do that isn't that the basis for civilization isn't that the basis for understanding that people have different views and respect the different views and as long as long as it doesn't hurt us it's okay. Does that make sense to you guys? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think we've lost that in, in a lot of ways too, you know. Um, we all should respect each other's opinion. If it's someone you care about and love and respect, you're going to take what they have to say. They may not admit it at first, but just to absorb what they're saying um, as far as any advice or suggestions or, you know, whatever. But I think more and more of our generation, we're seeing just, if it's not my way, it's no way, you know? And that's part of where the whole debate part comes in, in life, you know? Can we debate about this? I mean, I, like you said, I'm in some political things and I don't see eye to eye on a lot, of, with a lot of what you know, my, my circle is, but my first thing I'm going to say is, well, I don't agree with you, but can we still work together? You know, I mean, it's, it's that straightforward now. There's no sugarcoating anything. If, if, if we have a, you know, something that we don't see eye to eye on, my whole point is, well, can we move past that? Because 
Yeah. I don't want to stop. That's a good point. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore in high school and in uh, yeah, they've uh, taken that out. College debate is that? I mean, I used to be I used to be on a team that would travel and debate. I was really horrible at it. I that's bet. why I had to take up martial arts to get my point across. But we used to debate, <laughs> and we and it used to be a thing. Is is does that right. occur anymore? I know that law students are supposed to, but I don't even hear about it anymore. And it's certainly not happening on uh, uh, in the news. It's certainly not having happening in government. It's certainly right. not happening in social issues where it's protest against protester, and it oftentimes yeah. is violent. Who has the bigger stick? So, yeah, that's an interesting point. I. I to, to, to hear about where debate occurs uh, today's society. Jose, can you find that clip for us? I think that we listen to wow. this. I think that we listen to the guy who built a future, huge future, quite successfully on the whole concept of, of respect, Rodney Dangerfield. You know, <laughs> that's what's a good one. This that's... One of my problems, you know, I don't get no respect. No respect at all. Every time I get in an elevator, the operator says the same thing to me. Basement? <laughs> I mean, no respect. Remember when I was a kid, we played hide and seek. They wouldn't even look for me. <laughs> The other day, I was standing in front of a big apartment house. The doorman asked me to get him a cab. <laughs> Same thing with my friends, no respect. My friends tell me when I call them on a phone, I should use a certain signal. I should let it ring twice, hang up, and don't call back. <laughs> forget my friends. Crazy. My friends don't go for a dime. Gr great stuff. Great stuff. Look him up. Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, just a funny, funny guy. Uh, and it speaks to the importance of us all taking a step back, not trying to win all the time. It's important to throw out your idea. It's important to understand that you can't control anyone else. You can only control how you respond to everybody else. And so responding with doesn't mean that you always agree with them, but you give them a fighting chance, a chance to hear them out and to gain their perspective. I'm gonna thank you guys for being with Just the Tip America. I'm Dr. Bill. Thanks, Shelby. Thanks, Jose. Thanks, Cody. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of Just the Tip America. Have a good week. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for finishing with Just the Tip America. You've been with Dr. Bill, and he is looking forward to creating yet another tip with you. We invite you to become a big, fat member and subscribe. Make your time spectacular. It is all up to you. Grab what you can out of life and join us at JustTheTipAmerica.com.